Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, proudly delivering healthcare services across Iowa, specializing in mental health, substance use disorder treatment, and medical care with a special focus on LGBTQIA plus healthcare. More at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 22nd of June. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. National anti-abortion leaders were in Des Moines last night, a year after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned the nationwide right to abortion. They're calling on Republicans running in the Iowa caucuses to support federal abortion restrictions. Bob Vanderplotz is the president of the family leader in Iowa. He says Republican candidates should be clear about their position on abortion and not just react to polling on the issue. But being a champion for life post-Dobbs, it's not just a state issue, it's also a federal issue. So you want the president of the United States to cast a vision for life at the federal level as well. He says it's necessary to rein in Democrat-led states that don't heavily restrict abortion. Leaders at the event say GOP presidential candidates should at least support a national ban on abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The state of Iowa has agreed to pay $174,000 to settle three lawsuits accusing Governor Kim Reynolds of not following the state's public record law. We get that detail from IPR's Katerina Sestarek. The settlements approved Wednesday by a panel of state officials are related to an Iowa Supreme Court decision from April. The justices unanimously ruled the governor's office can be sued for not providing public documents in a timely manner and allowed the lawsuits to continue. The parties have settled the cases instead of continuing the fight in court. Reynolds' office didn't respond to certain public records requests for more than a year and only provided documents after lawsuits were filed. The settlement agreements say the governor and her staff are not admitting to violating the law. State Auditor Rob Sand voted against the settlements. He says they put taxpayers on the hook for the governor hiding public records. Reynolds' office says responses to records requests were unintentionally delayed because of their work on responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. The state of Iowa added to its tally of Board of Regents-related settlement payouts yesterday. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports the board approved three more settlements. That includes a $5 million agreement tied to allegations of medical negligence at the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics to be paid out over 30 years. That settlement between the state and the parents of a now seven-year-old girl from Cedar County centers around a prolonged and difficult birth that left the child now with profound cerebral palsy, who is unable to speak, sit, or feed herself. A fourth resident of the collapsed Davenport apartment building has filed suit against the building's owner. IPR's Zachary Orrin-Smith has more. Brat Nelson was playing a video game on his first day off in a week when he felt the building begin to shake. It sounded like a big rush of air. From his window, he could see nothing through the dust. He threw on some shoes, grabbed his phone and keys, and left with the shirt on his back. You know, no wallet, no documents to prove who I am, or um, no way to pay for anything. And yeah, that ended up being a a total loss of all of my possessions, memories, very large record collection, you know, just all gone in an instant. Outside, he and other residents were shocked to find the building's western wall had collapsed, killing three, displacing 100 people. This week, Nelson became the fourth to sue the building owner, Andrew Wold, of negligence. And California will delay enforcement of its Proposition 12 animal welfare law. An injunction of the law was set to expire July 1st, but a state superior court has extended it through December 31st. Proposition 12 bans the sale of pork from breeding pigs or their immediate offspring confined in less than 24 square feet of space. 
In a statement, the National Pork Producers Council called the delay of enforcement welcome news. The industry group says the six months, or rather six more months, will ensure pork products already in the supply chain won't be affected if enforcement of the law had begun next month. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. For the past two years, the federal government has offered states the option to extend postpartum care benefits for those on Medicaid from 60 days to one year. Research shows that women who receive extended postpartum care greatly benefit from it. The vast majority of states have approved this extension, but not Iowa. IPR's Natalie Krebs reports. Kimberly Orea Badillo sits on a paper-lined exam table at a clinic in Des Moines. She just finished her first postpartum appointment since giving birth to her second son on Mother's Day. This time around, Orea Badillo says she knows she's facing many more challenges after giving birth. And I feel like it's just more. I don't get sleep or I feel like I need to talk to my doctor more about it just to make sure I'm doing okay. Orea Badillo is 20, and she's now juggling care of a newborn and his toddler brother. That's as she's recovering from a C-section. She relies on Medicaid to be able to afford her postpartum care. Right now, I, I'm taking this type of pills that um, are for my C-section. Like, I um, have to take them every four hours if I feel pain. So that's helping me, and if it wasn't for Medicaid, I wouldn't get, get those at all. I would have to pay the full price for it. Federal law requires states to provide 60 days of postpartum coverage to Medicaid recipients like Orea Badillo. The main purpose of this is early detection and prevention of the many complications that can turn deadly if not treated, like postpartum depression or hypertension. The problem is that leading medical groups like the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists have long said that two months isn't nearly long enough to address all potential problems that may come up or linger. This is especially true for moms on Medicaid, who experts say are more likely to have underlying medical conditions like diabetes that can get much worse during pregnancy. Stephanie Radke is a professor of obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Iowa. Within 60 days postpartum, they may or may not be back to their baseline level of health that they entered pregnancy um, with. And so they really have a need for care that's really continuous. The Centers for Disease Control reports the U.S. had one of the worst rates of maternal mortality in the country's history in 2021. That's the same year that the federal government started offering states additional financial support if they extend Medicaid postpartum coverage to a year. More than 40 states have approved an extension so far, including Kansas, Nebraska, and Missouri. It's received wide bipartisan support, but not in Iowa and a few other states. All are Republican-controlled. Iowa State Representative Ann Meyer, a Republican, says lawmakers will consider the extension again next year. But she says her party has a number of concerns about it. One of them is that Iowa has the highest income cutoff in the country for pregnant people to get Medicaid coverage. A single pregnant woman can make up to nearly $74,000 a year and still qualify. 
We're most focused on providing a safety net for those people who need it. Our caucus also believes in balancing that with with creating more government dis- dependency. Representative Meyer says Iowa lawmakers have also been slow to adopt the extension because under the national public health emergency, states weren't allowed to disenroll anyone from Medicaid with few exceptions. But this requirement ended in April. This means in the few states like Iowa that haven't permanently extended postpartum care to a year, new moms will go back to getting just two months of coverage. This is devastating news for OBGYNs like Francesca Turner. She works at Broadlands Medical Center in Des Moines, where more than half of the maternal health patients are on Medicaid. I feel like we work really hard to keep people safe and keep people um, cared for. And then um, you get them to the point and they lose their health insurance and it just almost unravels. And they can't get access to contraception. They can't get access to their follow-up pap smears. They can't get access to whatever health care they need. Turner says she's very worried many of her most vulnerable patients are unaware they may be losing postpartum coverage in the next couple of months. I'm Natalie Krebs, IPR News. This story comes from a collaboration between IPR News, Side Effects Public Media, and the Midwest Newsroom. This is Here First from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. And for news anytime, go to IPR.org. I'm Clay Masters. Clay Masters.